with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan holes. Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ah yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek lair, do you have a list of that tells you, like, how to take down the other fan holes should we, like, go crazy? How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us, because we don't explain it. Greetings, programs, and welcome to a new episode of Fan Holes. On this episode, we will be discussing the feature film X-Files Fight the Future. Joining me are two of my fellow fan holes. Or are they? Maybe one of them is working for the cigarette smoking man. Maybe the other one is possessed by the black oil. We shall find out. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey, what's up? This is Derek. Derek WC. I'm here for my proctate exam. <laughs> hey, it's Mike. And the truth was not out there, apparently. X-Files Fight the Future premiered June 19th, 1998. It was filmed between the fourth and fifth season but takes place between the 5th and 6th season. The Internet Movie Database synopsis simply states, Mulder and Scully must fight the government in a conspiracy and find the truth about an alien colonization of Earth. So, X-Files is one of those things, it's it's kind of like Summer of 89 with Batman, like if you weren't there, like if you weren't in the shit. Were you in the shit? Yeah, I was in the shit. Like, it's kind of hard to explain to people who came after because like x-files was huge like it was super popular it, it was one of those cultural things that like it tapped into something like it, it it tapped into like the late 80s early 90s interest in ufos and abductions and then it kind of like started this like you know snake eating its own tail like x-files fed off of stuff and then other things fed off of x-files like you, you had shows like unsolved mysteries like they they were doing paranormal stuff and then when exiles became huge like they started doing way more paranormal stuff to kind of get those x-files viewers to watch and then you know the the conspiracy stuff like as we were kind of discussing off air a minute ago it's like people were still kind of like talking about like watergate and people were mistrustful of the government and then on top of that you had the oliver stone film jfk which kind of like brought that back to the forefront like all this like distrust of the government you know there's a conspiracy and all this stuff and i don't know it, it's just one of those like cultural things like of its time like i was i was a huge fan of the show when i heard about a movie coming out i was like oh man i'd like that that's gonna be great like i can't wait my little personal story is like uh i went with a friend to see the movie his dad was taking us and so we're on our way to the movie, and then he, like, takes a detour, and he stops at some, like, random house, and he's like, oh, I'm going to talk to this guy. Like, it, it was some friend he knew or something, and I'm just like, okay. Like, I – when it comes to, like, movies and stuff, like, I cannot stand to be late. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't even like to be late for school. Like, that always bugged the crap out of me. I, I don't know what it is. Like, other kids were like – oh, yeah, man, we missed, like, 20 minutes of school. Great. And I'm like, I would rather stay home. Like, I'm 20 minutes late. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just something about that. Like, it just, it's a pet peeve. But, like, so we're sitting at this random dude's house, and the whole time I'm, like, looking at my watch, I'm like, okay, we got, like, 45 minutes. It's plenty of time. Okay, okay, we got 30 minutes. Holy crap, we got 20 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't want to be, you know, a jerk ass kid but i'm like looking at my watch and i'm just like they're just sitting around shooting the breeze like there's no you know like this guy ain't sick he's not a family member i'm like let's let's get going so i, I tell my friend i'm like we need to go he tells his dad and his dad, his dad brushes him off and then finally like i've had it 
like uh, this is X-Files, you know, like, like I said, huge, like big fan, like I'm not missing this. So finally, like I get up, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. So I go to his dad, his dad and his friend, they're talking about something. I just like, no manners. I just interrupt him. I'm just like, hey, we got to get going. We're going to miss this movie. And his dad, like, like from that point on, his dad treated me completely differently. Like he probably rightly so, you know, saw me as like this little shit ass kid who was telling him what to do. And his dad didn't really say a whole lot on the drive down to the movie theater. Like I was kind of expecting him to be like, okay, we're not going and turn around and go back and miss the movie. But no, like he, he took us to the mall and dropped us off. And then after the movie, he picked us up. But we like we barely made it. Like we got our ticket, we found a seat, it was packed, and I think the first trailer had like just started. Like the little green, you know, preview screen or whatever. Like that had just like flashed on the screen as we were sitting down. So I was just like, man, like barely made it. Cause like I don't, I like, I go to the movies like I want to see the previews. There's all these willy nilly people who like, oh, you can be late. Like it's just the previews. No, I want to see the previews. And like back then, you couldn't just like click a mouse and watch a movie like trailer or if you did it took like 20 minutes to download or something you know screw that my buddy was a fan of the show but he wasn't a huge star fan like me so like after the movie i had to explain things to him because he had a bunch of questions and then as we're walking down the mall we walk into kb toys and i see like the x-files movie figures so i bought mm. Mulder and scully and i was like oh man this is great like finally like Mulder <laughs> and scully action figures and then I, I eventually got, like, the caveman and the alien and everything. But I was just like, oh, man, like, aside from that little, you know, thing at the beginning where I yelled at my friend's dad and told him we got a haul ass to the movie theater and I can't be late. Except for that, that was a really fun day. And then, uh, like I said, he he wasn't like a jerk. It was just like you could tell they're like I had, like, crossed a line with him. But, like, I would still go over to my friend's house and spend the night. It's not like I was persona non grata or anything, but it was just like me interrupting him and like kind of like it's not like I yelled at him and was like, motherfucker, we got to go. Like uh, I, I was just, you know, I was a teenager and, you know, seeing this movie was important. And me interrupting him and telling him we got to haul ass like that to him, that was crossing a line. I could have been more tactful. But uh, on the other hand, like, I don't know, like wh- when you're a teenager and you're a huge fan of something whether it's star trek star wars x-files whatever it is it's like that kind of thing's important especially if you're like going with a friend and like this is before i had my driver's license like when i got my driver's license like i was going to the movies like almost every week to see a movie but like i don't know that sort of thing is like really important when you're a teenager or at least it used to be i don't know if it still is now but um that's my story like i know you guys were fans but like did did you guys see this movie in the theater I did for the life of me. I mean, I, I've been I, I, I told you I, I have to apologize. This is probably just going to be my personal therapy session or whatever. But I don't I don't remember like like I know I saw it in the theater. But like as far as like, you know how you gave like a, a blow by blow like, you know, yeah, I don't know uh, what's his face from um, uh, sanctuary or whatever, you know, like, like you, you remembered all the, the intricate details of your trip there and this, this encounter you had and everything. And, you know, from my point of view, I mean, there, 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 you, you were in the right about some things. I mean, you were going to be late, right? I mean, yeah. I, the, the reason why he didn't give a fuck, cause all he was doing was dropping your asses off. So to him, he was yeah. just taking you from one place to the other. He didn't give a fuck when you got there. He didn't give a fuck when the movie started and all this other stuff. He's just like, he was he was getting rid of you and and his goal was to go shoot the shit with his buddy and then and then drop you guys off and then you interrupted that okay well big deal but you 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 had a sense of urgency about it cuz it was a big deal and the only thing i can do i can't i can't explain this to to people that are younger than me i can't explain it to different generations whatever it is millennial or whatever the fuck comes after that like i can't explain it in terms of that but for the people that are maybe older that don't get it, the the only, I mean, this film had just as much popularity going into it. It, it had the whole zenith of popularity, like when we were talking about Star Trek Generations. And this film, for me, echoes that 
track record. It echoes the zeitgeist, the zenith of popularity, like all that kind of stuff going into it. It was it was made a film because there was so much popularity with the television series. The only difference between this, between Fight the Future and Generations was Generations was made after the next generation had wrapped up so they could do whatever the fuck they wanted in that movie. Whereas this, like you said, it takes place during the fifth and sixth seasons and was filmed during the fourth and fifth seasons. And you, you can, I mean, I don't know, in, in hindsight, they talk about, oh, well, we, we, we gave you so much in this movie or whatever. But I, I think there was, I mean, at least for me, like, like there was a sense of disappointment you know, like where you're like, oh, this is going to be a big budget version of the X-Files. Like, this must be really important. Like, they're going to it's like the, the the truth is out there. We're going to find the fucking truth. Like, this is going to be rad. Like, this is like and and I think maybe drawing back to some conversations we had before, or at least I, I brought up when when you guys were talking about uncanny x-men 350 and, and me following that rogue gambit will they won't they thing like scully and molder the will they won't they thing was huge yeah. in my in my brain it it occupied a large share of my head thoughts it extended to many personal relationships which is why i apologized in advance for this is going to be potentially be a therapy session for me because all I, I i don't know if i i purposely blocked out who i saw this movie with i don't know if if like like but my, my the more i think about it i'm like I might have seen this movie multiple times, too, because of the popularity of it, despite my disappointment with it, because my, my thought was because for me, I'm like, oh, it was 1998. Like I, I was not in a position that you were in, which I had been in when I was a kid where you 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 were too young to drive yourself, but you were old enough to be dropped off and and kind of, you know, go to the mall or go, go do something independent of supervision with your friends. Right. And I remember those days we would get dropped off or somebody would take us to, you know, fashion Island or some, you know, I don't know the Hayward stupid mall or something like that. And it'd be like, Oh, it's co-ed and you're going with boys and girls. And this is the greatest shit ever. Cause you're a stupid teenager and all this other stuff. So I appreciate that sense of urgency. I get it. I was almost uh, I mean, I, I, I was an adult. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it, it was 1998. Like this was the summer I was going to the Royal National Theater studio. Like, I don't know if I saw this movie before I went to the Royal National Theater. I don't know if I saw it after I came back from being at the Royal National Theater for a month. And I guess that's topical because it made me think of like, I, you know, I don't know. I hesitate to call it this, but it made me think of my attempt. Let's put it this way. That's probably the fairest way to put it. It made me think of my attempt to have an acting career because going to the Royal National Theater, like auditioning for that and then getting accepted was a pretty huge deal. Like it wasn't like there were tons of people that got accepted. There were two of us. You know what I mean? And 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 we went down there and there were a whole bunch of other people that were there. And the reason why it peripherally ties into talking about this movie was one of the alumni that went to that program and studied at that program was Jillian Anderson. And at the time, I, I, I'm not touting my own horn now, but at the time you were like, oh, holy shit, I'm I'm part of some kind of legacy here. You know, like like this is I I went to the same fucking school that the fucking Scully went to. This is fucking badass. Like this is this is a good thing. Like this is a sign, a portent of good things to come and all this other kind of stuff. And obviously it didn't work out that way because I, I don't have an acting career. But at the time, like this was th th this was kind of in the height of all that. So maybe, maybe that's another reason why I'm like blocking certain things out. But my thought was I must've at least seen this movie in LA with friends or more than that or whatever. And, and I must've also probably seen it like with my folks, like maybe when I came home to visit or something like after I went to the, you know, national theater or something like that. But that, that was the first summer 
I was living off campus. It was the first summer I was living by myself. It was the first period of me living, like really, really living in L.A., like not like living at the dorms for eight months and then going home for three months or, you know, whatever, whatever it was. Right. This was like me living in L.A., like from, I don't know, 1998 to 2007 or whatever, you know, and, and having my own apartment and all that kind of, you know, all the quote unquote adult things that that come with that. Again, this makes me think of like, oh, who who was I going out with at the time? Like or who was I dating or who was I, you know, hung up on or or whatever it was. So, I, I you know, I don't know. For me, I was like thinking about all those things. But a lot of it one, it happened to me now. I'm like, Jesus, this is the 25th anniversary, right? It's 25 years old. And I'm like, holy shit, that was 25 years ago. Um, and you feel like you lived all that stuff. Um, but anyway, I, I, I definitely saw the movie in the theater. It was definitely at the zenith of its popularity. And I think because of that, just like generations, there are specific things that I was, uh, disappointed in crestfallen in like, like, you know, like, but at the same time, this was the Zenith. So like when you tell the stories about the McFarland toys, like I bought all those, do you know what I mean? Like, like I was just like you, when you said, when you said, finally, there was a Scully and Mo like, that was the whole thing. Like, like toy fair and twisted toy fair yeah. and all that bullshit. They had to do, you know, made up Mego fucking Scully and Mulder figures for years. And then it was like, fucking finally, we have like some real figures and they were the McFarland. So it was like, oh, they look just like David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson. And you're like, and then, you know, you, you tell those funny stories about the body bags. And then, you know, it's like when you watch this movie and you're like, oh, look, there are those alien fucking kids cases that they all came with those annoying yeah. fucking you know little tubes or whatever you know, like cryo tubes or whatever the fuck they were you know and so that that was going on in terms of i don't know some kind of uh you know collector slash you know kid mentality that that, that kind of mentality that was the joy or whatever you want to call it that was was part of this whole whirlwind that was x-files right and then and then for me, I was thinking about it. I mean, that's why I've got that Rolling Stone cover up as my avatar. But like Jillian Anderson was just like like that's something I don't know if I could explain just like the, the zeitgeist of the X-Files thing. But she she was the new fucking hotness. Like, like she was on covers, like, like the thing it, it brought flashbacks to me was that, that I don't know if you ever you guys ever read this magazine, but for me, it's like, oh, I'm an old man. Like, remember the good old days where you couldn't just find porn on the internet and you bought like, you know, these men's magazines with all the starlets that, you know, did sexy poses on the covers and all this oh, like bullshit and stuff like Maxim, but yep. specifically like for, for Jillian Anderson, that FHM for him magazine, oh. that was the fucking magazine. Cause you're like, Oh, holy shit. She's in her, you know, lingerie or whatever the fuck it was on that cover. And you're like, she looked the hottest, like she'd ever looked in like a billion years. And, and you were just like, Holy shit. Scully looks fucking hot. And, and like, you know, the Rolling Stone cover and all that other stuff. And I remember buying all those. How dare you? Even even some of the stuff that that Chris Carter was talking about on some of this commentary, the he, he called it kind of a uh, stereotypical role reversal, you know, that that Mulder, you know, is the one who thinks with his feelings or, or, or you know, has the the insights and goes with his gut and all this other stuff. And Scully's the the, you know, logical, scientific, you know, rely on the facts, like, you know, show me the evidence like that, that whole thing. And he was saying it was a a stereotype reversal, because in, in most cases, in most films at that time or whatever, you'd have the 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 female would be the intuitive one. And the male would be the one that's by the book that'd be like, show me, you know, show me the the money, show me the evidence, show me the, you know, the, the, the hard, cold facts of it all and that kind of thing. And I think I think in some ways, you know, I, I mean, super subconsciously, but but like to me, it made me think of things where I was like, oh, yeah, I was going out with that girl and she was really, really intelligent. And I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I was into that because I was you know, that, that kind of stuff occupied my head thoughts and, and it, you know, anyway, it, it just made me think of things like that. And then, and then of course it starts 
taking me down that road of like, oh, yeah, there was that time and we ran into, you know, uh, it's like I don't even feel like name dropping, but it's like, oh, we ran into what's her face. And then and then I had to, you know, I don't know. Anyway, it it, it was like that stuff. I've told Justin this story before, so he might know who I'm talking about. But we ran into that person who became famous. And then there was that awkward moment of, oh, here's the girl I'm dating and here's this girl I was head over heels for. Do you know what I mean? And they they saw one another and 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 you had that awkward moment of like, oh, she it's like you can't hide like your I don't know, your elation or whatever it is. Right. And so there there's that awkward moment of like, oh, it's like, you know, somebody somebody you, you're trying to get past certain things and then you run into old things from your life. And anyway, so so it made me think about all that kind of stuff. And and of course, this film, like in general, it's it's certainly a higher budget film. It's certainly cinematic in nature. They I mean, they they were certainly I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think they had the best of intentions with it. But I, I also think because of the the zenith of popularity, because of what Justin was describing, you know, like you had to be in the shit to know just how popular this was. I I don't think it mattered what was put into the film because I think the expectations going into it were through, you know, through the roof. Unfortunately, I think that kind of worked against the film. Do you know what I mean? Like where, where you were just kind of like, Oh, you know, if, if Mulder and Scully didn't rocket off on a spaceship to Maxi Zoon Dweeby alien planet and, and, and fuck in the middle of, 20,000 like, you know, crazy (laughs) alien hives that were all going to colonate Mars, Pluto and the fucking Earth. Like it, it, you know what I mean? Like it, it had like, like that was the level of expectation. I know that sounds stupid, but it, it was, it absolutely was like this had to like knock your socks off and like it's a fine movie. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's actually pretty good, but it, it just, it, it couldn't, it couldn't live up to, to the hype machine that it, it you know, that, that had been generated. And, and it, it, it's one of those things. It all, it also like besides the next generation, it, it has that, that kind of lost aspect to it. You know, it's like this, this, this thing that people get caught up in, in, in TV where, you know, it's like, oh, there's a mystery and you, and you want to know about, you know, the mythology of the show and the main mythology was the conspiracy and the aliens. And you're like, great, this movie's going to deal with the conspiracy and the aliens. But then it kind of, they, they say it deals with Scully and Mulder's relationship, like that they did have an arc and they did grow as characters, but they also talk about how conservative they had to play it because it wasn't the end of the series. It was, you know, the fifth season going on to the sixth. So they couldn't, they couldn't take it so far that they couldn't continue having a weekly series either. So they pulled back on a lot of things too. So the movie's fine if you take it sort of on its own but i think if you were caught up in the zeitgeist and 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 you know revisiting this for me just brought back those memories of like oh yeah i was excited about this and oh yeah i was majorly disappointed when they didn't kiss or i was majorly disappointed when you know it's like oh so it's a i mean at this time like this was not you know i i I don't know At, at best you know, the, the Oklahoma bombing had happened and and then it opens with a bombing. So there was something like that where it was very touchy at that point. But I, I think some of the other stuff they talk about had not yet come into the public consciousness. Things about viruses and and, and government cover ups and, and all this other stuff. Right. Like like and and so I think now I think, you know. I don't know, in, 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 in a modern context, I feel like, you know, a lot of this stuff besides the CRT monitors and the, the floppy disks and, and all the, you know, the, the, the goofy ass Zach Morris cell phones and, and shit like that, that, that don't quite hold up tech wise. Like there's, there's also that kind of notion of, well, shit, we've, we've, we've lived fucking X files for the last fucking 
25 years or whatever. So it's not like, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a really shitty way to look at it, but, but I'm, I'm just kind of like, I feel like we've lived a lot of this kind of cover up bullshit for a long ass time. And it's like, that's maybe, maybe, maybe it's not as fun in games as this series was at the time. So, so there's that aspect too. And, and maybe, I don't know, like we were talking about the new revival show and how it didn't really take off or whatever, but that to me, that, that, kind of explains that like in a nutshell right like like it's not it's not as fun as it used to be because it's uh, uh, some of it is is too too real too close or whatever you know like that kind of shit what about you michael did you watch this in a theater or was this a rental no i did see this in a theater and like well going back to what like you know what you started off with like i'm i'm just like you justin like i like i want my butt in the seat in the theater like five minutes before (laughs) anything shows up on screen like you know like i want to i want to i want to answer at least five of those shitty like trivia questions on the screen before the movie (laughs) starts that kind of shit drives me crazy like uh, anyway yeah, like long story short, like my version of that was like going to see like the Lord of the Rings, the two towers. And we were like waiting for one like there was like five or six of us and we were waiting for like one kid. <laughs> and like like he like finally because we like he didn't have his ticket. So one of us would have had to wait out there to give him his tickets or whatever. So like finally, like he got there. But like we had waited so long that we had to sit in like the second row of the theater. So like oh. I always remember like watching the two towers, like craning my neck up to watch it. Like so mm. that always annoyed me. But but I've forgiven him since then. But like that still <laughs> like pisses me off. I'm not a big I'm not really a big X-Files fan, but I did watch it for a few seasons and like beforehand and like, you know, Derek's right. Like, you know, this was the zenith of its popularity. Like, I think, you know, they showed up on The Simpsons the year before, like in a great episode. And I was <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, the X-Files. Is really you big. Love. <laughs> yeah, that's a great episode of The Simpsons for like. Kill it. ep- <laughs> it's bringing love. Break its legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no like x-files was a thing like where um my dad and me would watch like the simpsons and then like the, i think like king of the hill was like on uh-huh. next and then the x-files was yep. on and then like my mom would like dip in and she'd like she didn't really like the simpsons or king of the hill but she'd watch x-files the best night of television is on fox sunday night first an avalanche buries homer alive Huzzah! a brand new simpsons then Get back to nature. Here it is, boys, the great outdoors. A brand new King of the Hill. And a side of Agent Scully you've never seen before could get her killed. The X-Files. It all starts Sunday at 8, 7 central on Nonstop Fox. So like she, you know, that we would watch X-Files together. And like, I probably watched like maybe two or three seasons of X-Files like that. And then this movie came out, you know, like I've, I've said, my dad isn't a huge like science fiction fan or whatever, but, you know, he would watch X-Files and one of his best friends was a huge fan of X-Files. So like one, like I was like, oh, I kind of want to see this movie and like no one else like is going to see it with me. And my dad was like, well, you know, my friend really wants to see it, too. So you want to go this weekend with him and like me, I'll come with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, like so I saw it with my dad and his friend. And honestly, I think this movie, like I haven't watched it probably since I saw it in theaters. Like I probably caught bits and pieces of it, like when it like aired on TV or whatever, but I haven't watched it in full, like since like, you know, 25 years ago, probably like, and I watched it like yesterday, but, uh, I think this movie kind of killed X-Files for me. Like, (laughs) like I watched it and I was like, uh, yeah, that was okay. And then like the next, like, I remember watching the first like few episodes of the next season and like, I feel like I remember like, you know, Scully went back to being like kind of skeptical a little. And I was kind of like, yeah, how, how yeah. can you be skeptical? You were in a fucking spaceship like and like, uh, you know, I'm watching it like t- like the other day. And I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, Mulder's all like, Scully, Scully, you got to see this. And she's like her face down. She's like face down in the snow. And I'm like, she's like, Scully, Scully. And I was like, grab her head and like <laughs> point it up at the freaking spaceship, Mulder. Like, uh. Like so, I think I think they I mean, I don't know. Listening to these guys that make this shit. I mean, I, I feel like th- this movie is one giant fucking troll like they're trolling the entire audience. And it's like 
they think it's great, like because they're like, oh, like we 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 walked around and we we saw these screenings and we went into this one on the Chinese man, and then you haven't heard so many people scream at somebody not getting kissed. Oh man, that was so great. And I'm just kind of like, no, dude, like like you don't understand like how much people wanted and need, you know, and, and you know, what's funny is I, I didn't even know. I mean, I know they say some people say it's just them fooling around or whatever, but like this, this is the first time I've looked at any like special features or anything. So like, I, I, I have this Blu-ray, I, you know, again, like I always say, Justin gives me the excuse to crack open the cellophane on this shit that I buy sometimes. And I, I cracked open the cellophane on the X-Files season five and I cracked open the cellophane on, on this fight the future blu-ray and and i'm listening to them talk about that and then i i go oh well what's this deleted scene and the deleted scene is an alternate bee sting where they kiss and i was like holy fuck they they film that and then you know there's some gag reels where they're kissing and like slamming each other against the wall or something and that i could see as being like oh they were just they were fucking around or whatever like that but the the alternate take it's like that didn't look like them fucking around. It looked like that was like something that they shot just in case. But then I don't know. To me, I mean, I, I Justin might know more about the 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 decision making or behind the scenes of that decision or whatever. But uh, you know, the, the way it's talked about, it sounds like oh well, Chris Carter would have never let that fly, but they shot it like just to have it or something. You know what I mean? And I was just kind of like, God damn, like I. For me, I was like that, that just like the way that Mike was so passionate about lift her fucking head up and show her the goddamn spaceship. <laughs> like to me, it felt like to me, I'm like, kiss her all. You know what I mean? Like just fucking kiss her, you know, like like and, and it was it's the same shit. Like to me, I'm like, oh, we're both being trolled. Do you know what I mean? Like like the, the entire movie is like that kind of thing for me where it's like, you know, oh, we're, we're going to we're, we're going to give you some breadcrumbs and then we're going to take some shit away. And that's, that's how they always sort of played that game. And I think it works for a, it works for a weekly television series where you have cliffhangers and, and season finales and all this other stuff. I mean, it really does work for that, but I think, I don't think it, I mean, I know they try to, you know, that that's how they try to sell it and spin it. And, oh, we're, we're making this friendly for a new audience. And then we're also doing stuff for the longtime fucking watchers and all this stuff. And I'm like, I just don't think any of that work. It's it's unsatisfying. And, and, and it's like movies like this is going to be funny to say, but a weekly television series can can get away with being unsatisfying as long as it kind of teases shit out, just like periodical comics back in the day, the clone saga could be unsatisfying on a weekly basis, but because you had the tease of some kind of mystery or, or something to bring you back week after week, there was something for you to try to glom onto that you could get away with that being unsatisfying. But I don't, I don't think, I, I mean, a movie is really supposed to be, I mean, I know there's, there's, there's series of movies now there's franchises of movies and all this other stuff. But I think in general terms, if you go to a movie, you're either satisfied or you're unsatisfied. And I don't mean to be all sithy and absolute, but I mean, I, I think there's the truth to that. And I think when it comes down to it, I, I, I think the movie's well-made. I think, I think all the the people in it are fine actors like I you know all that kind of stuff for the most part. I mean there's there there's quibbles I have about the fucking aliens and the cavemen and all this shit. But I mean aside from that, like like it's pretty well made, but it's ultimately like unsatisfying. Like I don't know, to me like like and I I still feel that way. Maybe one of you can answer this cuz like I I I'm like I said I'm very spotty on the later seasons. Like I know I checked out for good for real like when like you know it was like dog it and like Mulder wasn't even on the show anymore. Like and the, you know there's nothing wrong with Robert Patrick or anything, but I was just like, well, you know, I don't I wasn't too interested to begin with and now I'm not going to be interested if the, you know, the main character is not even on the show anymore basically. But um what what prevents 
any of these people from just killing Mulder. Like, basically, like, they're, they're all like, Mulder can't find out. And I'm like, yeah, you know how he wouldn't really find out? If you fucking kill him. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you know, when, when the dude who, like, you know, you know, kind of gives Mulder the information and then, like, you know, Mulder walks out of the car and then the car explodes. I was like, you know, Marbury or shut up. Like if that was, I don't know if that was like planned by that dude, like he was committing suicide or something or, you know, the shadowy organization or whatever killed him or whatever. I was like, you know, it would have been great if you blew it up when Mulder was still in the car, you know? It's one of those like comic book decisions in my mind. It's like the bad guys would rather destroy him and his reputation. Like, you know, Martin Landau in this movie, like he's discredited, no one yeah. believes him. Like that's what they want Mulder to be. They want him to be this broken down man that's discredited and no one believes. Like, and I think there's some dialogue in this movie about like if they kill him, he'll be a martyr, and you'll have like a thousand Mulders. You know, it's one of those comic book things where it's like, oh well, it, it's better that you know that we discredit him and destroy his you know uh, credibility and ruin him and make him an alcoholic than just killing him. Like. This is more fun. Like, okay, whatever. It is. What I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's basically tantamount to uh, Superman is Clark Kent. Why that would make him nicer than me? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh-huh. laughs Lex Luthor and you know says that couldn't possibly be true. You know, <laughs> and laughs it off even though well, the, the answer's right in front of his face. Derek, like you were kind of talking about like stuff that like, you know, doesn't exactly work for a movie or doesn't like, you know, doesn't work 25 years later, basically. And like, you're right, like all the conspiracy stuff, it's like, you know, it seems like quaint now like rewatching this movie like i'm like you know a lot of this shit is probably actually happening and we we are much the public is much more aware of it like nowadays so like seeing like i think i laughed my ass off when like martin landau was like you know like fema is the shadow government or something and i was like fema like what what are you talking about dude like you know he's like it's like you know have you ever heard of fema like Mulder? like well they they're they have their hands in every pie and i'm like fema like really like well that's that's the that's the thing right because he's talking about stuff that's actually true at least to a degree where it's like do you realize that the constitution gets suspended when they declare an emergency and guess what was declared an emergency rather recently because of a fucking virus i mean it if you you want to laugh at it but to me i'm like dude we've been living the x-files you know like like this is not it, it might be quaint or it might be funny or or whatever you want to think of it. But either way, it's like, I mean, aside from aliens having butt sex, I, I mean, everything else has basically panned out. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know. We, we've been lied to and, and all kinds of stuff. So. And yeah. And the other thing was like, I don't know, like in a in a pre 9-11 world like and, and i know like the oklahoma sitting bombing happened or whatever like that bombing at the beginning like i don't i don't know like it it doesn't have i, I guess like in the post 9-11 world it doesn't have the same kind of weight like to it or gravitas to it well, I, that, I don't know well, that that's it's like that that's also something that i i kind of find unfortunate right because because that that made me think of things because Kind of like Justin was talking about, like you had to be in the shit when, you know, when X-Files was coming out as a movie. I mean, if you if you knew somebody who lived in Oklahoma, like, you know, they didn't have this word for it back then. But but that that bombing for the people that live there and, and went through it, like anything that was said about it was a trigger. And if you started talking about Fox Mulder conspiracy shit, when it came to that bombing, that was even a bigger trigger because if, if, if you started suggesting that, that, you know, maybe the narrative that was sold to you on how that bombing happened and who did it and why it was done and all this other stuff, maybe wasn't what the, 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 you know, ABC News Network said it was they would fucking go ballistic on your ass because it was such a huge like it was so unfathomable that 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 it's like, oh, no, this can't be a lie, because if I'm being lied to, then 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 all my all my outrage and and, you know, fury over this 
this tragedy that happened was misdirected and 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 wrong and and nobody wants to know that nobody even wants to face that so it i i don't know it's just like a, a lot of that stuff you know it's like it to, to me it's it's funny how you know e- even them doing it then was was potentially touchy and then you talking about the desensitization of something like that i mean uh, you know, again, maybe maybe I'm Fox Mulder and this is a big conspiracy nut thing. But I mean, I feel like that's all on fucking purpose. You know what I mean? Like 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 it's like the, the same thing. They show you all this violent shit on the news every day and, and you see all this violent stuff. And and at some point you, you walk. I mean, to me, it's like, dude, I, I drive past fucking homeless people every fucking day, every fucking day that nobody does anything about nobody fucking cares about and it's all on fucking purpose and am i the asshole because at some point i'm just like look i i can't help people that can't help themselves that set themselves on fire that fucking mess up whatever scenario they're in right like does that make me a jerk or or you know it's like there's some people that are very giving of their time they go to homeless shelters they they go to soup kitchens they give back they try to help people and all this kind of stuff right but either way it's like there is an aspect in society where people just don't want to see that shit and 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 what you're talking about is the same thing like where it's like it's like because it's like all these tragedies are what like a fucking dragon ball z villain you know they keep getting more and more powerful where they're over nine thousand and they have kamehamehas and fucking big bangs and all this other fucking horse shit and then before you know it it's cell and boo and whatever else it is and it's like what you know god forbid that um the fucking World Trade Center was not Majin Buu in my stupid fucking analogy because because there there might be some other like what happens when Beerus shows up? You know what I mean? Like like it's like Jesus fucking Christ. Like like how much fucking terrible fucking shit do people have to see to be desensitized to a single bombing in a single building? You know what I mean? And And yet I think you're right. And it's true. It's like you, you you look at it and you go, oh, these conspiracy theories are quaint and this bombing shit is quaint because of everything else that we've lived in the last 25 years. And it's just I don't know, like the way like Mulder and Scully go about it, where it's like, I don't know, like they're joking around and shit. It's kind of like, like I said, it, it just seems a little like taken a little too lightly just because it's you know an, a work of fiction even even if it is like you know uh referencing like real life events or whatever but like i don't know maybe because you know like i said it's pre 9 11 like they they you know they don't feel the need to like add this la- extra layer of uh heaviness on it in you know but i, I don't know i just felt like it kind of it was like it's just another day at the office of the fbi you know handling all these bombings and stuff so well I, part of that is because at the end of season five Mulder's office and all of the x-files that all went up in smoke the cigarette smoking man burned everything and Mulder and scully see their current assignment as just like they're being jerked around. That's why they're not taking it seriously. Like they, that's why they're joking about the door being locked. And, you know, like this is my panic face. Like they they're not taking it seriously. Like to them, that assignment is a joke. Like they they're at a low point. Like they've been beaten. There's no X-Files because they're all ashes. And they're they're kind of at the end of the rope almost. You know, Scully's talking about quitting the FBI and going back to being, you know, uh, a doctor and everything like that. That's. I, to me, that's where that levity comes from. Like, it's like they're not taking this situation seriously. They're not really expecting to find a bomb. And then when they do, you know, Mulder's like, oh, shit, I'm just sitting here staring at a bomb. Like, what am I going to do? That, that That's interesting, too, because, again, they, they keep talking about, oh, we're we're making this for the new audience. And that whole scene is to is to establish who these people are to a new audience. Right. And yet I feel like if you if you don't have the context of the x-files went up in smoke and not know what those are like do you know what i mean like there's there there is a certain layer missing from from the 
the levity, the snark, you know, like the, you know, it's like that. that I mean, I guess that's always how Fox was, though. He was always a smart ass, right? Mm-hmm. He was always he was always thumbing his nose in the face of authority. That's why he doesn't trust the government, right? Because he's thumbing his nose at all of it, right? And and like that's supposed to establish like his character and and who he is and where he's coming from and everything like that. So, I mean. It, but but then at the same time, you're like, oh, but then, you know, they they don't have time to go into the movies called the X-Files, but the X-Files aren't around and they don't spend any time establishing why they're not around. And then by the end of the movie, they're reopening the like, I don't know. Am I wrong? Like, does does that just not work just even on paper? Like, no, you're not wrong, because like, like I said, like the buddy I saw this movie with, like. He was a casual fan, and as we're leaving the theater, he's asking me questions, and a lot of his questions were, "What happened to the X Files? Like, why weren't why weren't they working on them and all that stuff?" And I had to explain all of that as we were walking down the mall. I was like, "Well, this and blah blah blah," and you know, he was like, "Oh, okay," because he hadn't seen every episode. Like, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, he was a casual fan, which I always found interesting. Like, this was one of those shows that like people who didn't like science fiction like they would watch like yeah. i remember yeah in uh, for me this is like the summer right before 10th grade um in ninth grade there was this girl in my english class and he, you know i had a big crush on her and every monday morning we would talk about the x-files she was a big fan of the show and she watched it with her mom her mom couldn't stand science fiction like she hated star trek star wars Buffy, like she didn't like any of that stuff, but every Sunday she would sit down and watch X Files and she loved it. And I think part of that reason for her was like, you know, like we're all guys, you know, we love Scully, we love Gillian Anderson. Well, the opposite of that was like her mom loved oh, David yeah, Duchovny. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he, he had a huge female following. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh man, like my mom just, she thinks the world of him. Like, you know how Patty and Selma are about like MacGyver and they have his hair like that's right, how she right, was right. about like David yeah, Duchovny. Yeah, and that that's that's totally true. It was like you, you had all these women that were like, "Oh, that David Duchovny, he's easy on the eyes." You know, they they were talking about in this the the one guy's daughter was all excited. They're like, "Oh, we're finally get to get, when he gets up off the hospital bed, we're gonna get to see David Duchovny's butt." You know, like like the, there were plenty of people that were j- just as much as the things I talked about, the Maxim, the FHM, the Rolling Stone, or whatever. Like, I mean, the same thing in Entertainment Weekly. I mean, if if I'm the one looking at Gillian Anderson licking Duchovny's face. You know, there, there's also the, you know, the moms or, you know, whatever, something for the mothers, right, where, where they're <laughs> checking out David Duchovny yeah. going, oh, wow, I wish I was licking Duchovny's <laughs> face, you know, or whatever, whatever the whatever yeah. the fantasy is, right, they're, they're, they're playing into that in all these kind of fun promotional type uh, photo shoots and, and, and that kind of shit. So, yeah, for sure. Another thing that always stuck with me is I remember reading a letter to Starlog and this guy basically said, if Mulder and Scully ever kiss, he's going to throw his TV out the window. And I always wonder how he reacted to some of this stuff. I was like, I wonder if that guy really threw his TV out the window. Because, like, I wish I had that issue. I mean, if he's in the theater, he can't throw his TV. Like, <laughs> doesn't that negate his whole given statement? It wasn't on TV. He's gonna bring his and, TV with him and throw it at the theater screen. Yeah. Does he throw the projector out of the screen? Like, <laughs> like what is this just, you know, is it? Yeah, is, I, I always wondered like how he reacted to this and some of those later episodes were like, there's no doubt, like they definitely hooked up. See, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to jump ahead, but, but it's like, you know what I find fascinating was like, again, talking about how all this shit is quaint or whatever. And then even talking about the change in, in administrations and regimes and all this other stuff. Right. It's like, if you fast forward to, um, I want to believe they they couldn't do the conspiratorial government government am bad thing because 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 they just had a, an election and they wanted everybody to be hunky dory and compliant and it was the greatest thing ever right like trust the government because now we, the people in charge uh, we want you to trust them or whatever and and then you have this uh, you know I want to believe thing which is just uh, you know one of these weekly TV episodes where it's creature feature of the week. But then to me, like that was the first time I saw 
Scully and Mulder get it on. Do you know what I mean? Like where I'm like, oh, they're sleeping together. Like, oh, great. And and to be perfectly honest, I mean, I, I know you probably can't stand that movie, Justin. And I don't think it's that great myself. But but the, to me, the redeeming thing in it was I was like, oh, finally, fucking Scully and Mulder fucking bump fuzzies. Like, thank <laughs> God. Like somebody finally acknowledged that that was that was a thing and it happened. And it was it's canon and it's it's on celluloid or whatever. And it's not this like near miss bullshit that was in this movie right and 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 so like I, I feel like for me if you had somehow combined the two together like then then uh, maybe i would have had a more you know i was talking about it was it was unsatisfactory or whatever you know like i think i think i would have i would have had more of a fulfilling type of uh movie going experience I, it's interesting you talk about it not being fulfilling because my memory was when I left the theater, like I really liked it. Mm. Watching it back, you know, over the years, and I've watched the series maybe three times. Uh, I think my feelings on the movie have changed. Like I, I still like it, but like when you go from that season five finale to the movie to the season six premiere, it's like the movie feels more of like an interruption in the narrative. It's like mm. I mean, I, I understand. The difficulty in it, it was made between fourth and fifth season. It didn't premiere until it was like between the fifth and sixth season. So it's like they kind of had to like make this first and then go back and do a whole season of shows, which I always thought like, well, if they have the foreknowledge of what takes place in the movie, you think they'd be able be able to better tie in mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of these elements together, which in that to, to be fair, that season six finale, which I watched uh, tonight to just kind of like remind myself what happened. Like there's a lot more connective tissue between the movie and the season six premiere. It's like season five finale. You've got like Mimi Rogers coming in as a recurring character. Yeah. yeah. And I remember thinking like, well, man, that's going to be great. She'll be in this movie. Cause like, I don't know, like me and my buddies, like we kind of had a big thing for her and we're like, man, she's going to be in this movie. It'll be great. She's not in it. I- I'm sure that character wasn't even thought of when they were making this movie, but like mm-hmm. in the season six premiere, it's like, they pick up those story threads. It's like she's there and her and Mulder are looking for another alien. And then it's like, yeah, the X-Files get reopened, but Mulder and Scully aren't assigned to them. Like they get another assignment and Mimi Rogers and cigarette smoking man's son, like they're the ones investigating the X-Files and Mulder and Scully, they have to report to a new uh, ADA. It's not Skinner. It's some other guy. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Like he was kind of, he was a jerk. Until he wasn't, kind of like Skinner. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I do kind of agree with you. Where, it, I don't know if I would say that like they're trolling the audience, but it's like I think they kind of like we're selling you something, and then when you watch it, you're like, I don't know, because like we've seen aliens in the show, like we've seen flying saucers and everything. I mean, it's a this is a much bigger scale. Like they've got the budget, they're doing some location shooting and stuff. But yeah, like it, like I said, it when you go from season five to movie to season six, it feels like the movie is just kind of like a, a bump in the road, and it's a movie. It shouldn't feel like a bump in the road. Like it should be bigger. Yeah, I think they put too much stock in in their reveals, like where they they're like, oh, we you know, even now when people watch the movie, they realize we we gave a lot of stuff up. But it's like, I. I I mean, okay, so there's a conspiracy to to buy time by working with aliens to make a vaccine to make a vaccine so that they don't all get colonized, which, again, reminds me of current events more than I'd like to admit, except for the aliens shit. You know, like and 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 you're you're sitting there going like, okay, well, this all makes sense. There's a power elite cadre that's that's working on a vaccine for themselves but not for the entirety of humanity and they're biding their time and 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 playing everybody against each other and keeping it all under wraps so that nobody's the wiser and you're like okay that's the conspiracy but to, to most people at that time like that was not 
I, I don't know. I don't know what we expected, but like I said, I mean, I was just kind of being flippant with it. But I mean, I think literally we did expect, you know, full on Sigourney Weaver craziness with Scully and Mulder fucking on <laughs> Pluto. And there's 20 million mm. aliens like slithering around them all at the same time or whatever. the Like we expected something fucking gonzo bananas, you know, like that, that it was like, this is going to blow the roof off of everything and not just, I mean, it's like, dude, like, I mean, it's like that whole thing with his sister was the thing from episode one, right? Mm -hmm. Like his sister got abducted. Why the fuck did she get abducted? Why was his father involved? Why was all this other stuff? Oh, uh, so, I mean, essentially, I guess this movie wraps all that up, but I mean, doesn't that not feel really satisfactory? I mean, it's they like, still play it, with the sister stuff though on the show. Like yeah, there's clones yeah. and stuff, so it's like they're not really done with that narrative either. But but see, that's the thing. Like they 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 act like they are, mm-hmm. or they they act like they gave you something, but then they continue to play with it. And it's like if if they really gave you something, then then it would be done. They'd be done playing with it. If, if Scully and Mulder really kissed, then they'd have to at least deal with the ramifications of it. It could be like a stupid 90210 thing where they kiss at the end of uh, season, whatever it was. And then they come back and go, Oh, that was dumb. We shouldn't have done that. Like, and then they just play it off. Like it never happened. Right. They, I mean, that's something that TV does all the time. That could have been an option that they went with after they kissed in this movie or they could have actually, you know, acknowledged it and, and incorporated it into the future seasons. But then they decided not to. And then they sell you some line about, oh, well, th- you know, th- the intent was there. And then he gives her mouth to mouth. So it's just like the same thing. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not the same thing. Like, they didn't fucking kiss. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's not the same thing. And then, you know, I, I don't know. For for me, like, the other thing that kind of my 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 pet peeve with this is like and they talk about it and they act like they solved the problem but they didn't and it was a filmmaking problem and they tried to cover it up and you can tell they covered it up which is those opening scenes with the fucking caveman and the fucking aliens and it's all close-ups you can't follow what's going on it's terrible it's like super stupid and the reason why is because they had these linebackers in the alien suits and they were blind and they couldn't see. So they couldn't choreograph any wide shots of a fight because these poor bastards couldn't see out of the alien costume. So instead they did all those close ups and all that dumb stuff that tried to make it look like, oh, this is all frenetic. And, you know, the, the stuff I hate, like the Batman Begins style of uh you know, doing a close up on fucking Christian Bale's armpit while he's in the middle of a fight. And you're just like, what is this shit? Like, it's unfollowable. Like, it doesn't I mean, just because you just just because you close up on something and then you have loud noises and slashing. I mean, it's just I don't know, like that, that that kind of stuff like bothers me because I know it was done to solve a problem and it didn't solve the problem to me if you were going to be really honest with yourself you you put a band-aid on a multi-million dollar big budget movie like a band-aid not a fix not not you didn't heal it you didn't send it to the hospital you didn't i don't know put it in a a, a arm brace and let it heal for six months you just you put a band-aid on it and it looks awful like you put a band-aid on a fucking broken femur that was like poking out you know and bleeding all over the place and you're like look isn't this better look at that band-aid i wrapped around that busted femur and you're just like no dude like that didn't that that didn't help anything so i don't know but yeah like like i like i had said like i i I hadn't watched this movie in 20 something years so like a, a lot of the stuff like i said just doesn't hold up in a modern context to me. And like, I, I think if you really like, like the characters, then that's what you have to you know follow. But like Derek said, it is kind of a tease and a, you know, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really give you a lot like, like of, uh, like what do they call it nowadays? Like a ship bait or whatever. Mm. Like, I mean, like, or, or maybe it does, but it doesn't go anywhere for a while. So, yeah, it's it's interesting that Justin was bringing up that the you know wh- whoever it is that that audience that normally wouldn't watch science fiction, but you know maybe they watched it for the 
the attractive stars or the ship bait or, you know, the, the, the procedural FBI, you know, drama or however, you know, whatever it was that they, that somebody else keyed in on aside from the, the aliens or the creature of the week or whatever it was. Right. And like, it, I mean, it makes me think of stuff like, you know, I mean, they've taken this and, and done it again and again. Right. But it's like, you know, something like bones. Right. I mean, that's the same shit. Right. It's uh Boreanis and what's her face. And they're, you know, they're, they're doing their procedural thing or like fucking even Lucifer. It's like, I would normally never watch a show about Satan, but you know what? This Lucifer shows all right. Cause you know, it's a procedural cop drama and then he's got some fucking powers and you're like, you know, maybe, maybe some of the mothers think that British guy is good looking and, and the dudes all think the cop is hot. And you, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, 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 it's a formula, right? And they, they they did it again and again and again on all these shows, right? And it's like this this probably was something that was the most recognizable and most popular version of that. And and there's no denying that. But I mean, I I, I think because of its popularity, you know, it, it did have these super high expectations that were probably impossible to deliver, right? So I don't I don't know. I mean, that's that that's kind of my my take on it. You know, I mean, I mean, even now I'm I'm thinking about it and I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I, I feel like John Belushi, you know, how John Belushi. I, I don't know if you know this story or not, but John Belushi hated the skit about the bumblebees, you know, the buzz buzz or whatever. And he was always like, dumb fucking bumblebees. And like all I can think of like now when I watch, you know, it's like they go into the 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 domes and stuff and those cgi bees come out after them and i'm like i I don't know what it is but i remember that being like a point of discontent with me where i'm like i want to see fucking aliens not fucking bumblebees you know like what what is this shit like you know like i i don't know i mean I, and and maybe maybe you know somebody could argue oh well, it's too heady for Derek like or whatever but you know i don't know it was just at that time i just remember being disappointed in the ship bait disappointed in the mythology and the the whole you know whether it's the alien or conspiracy shit or whatever right like and and so i don't know i mean it's like i think the only thing i've i've reevaluated and revisiting it now is just i'm like okay i can appreciate the 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 filmmaking of it you know what i mean like i i can appreciate the visuals and and how everything looks and you know that they were trying to use techniques and and like this this is kind of in an era where cgi was becoming more and more prolific but it it does have that uh lord of the rings feel to it in the sense that they were using practical things in concert with background paintings and cgi so it was like Yes, some of it obviously has an event horizon like you can clearly see in some cases where, oh, they're they're in a soundstage on a green screen because they're not really in Antarctica. Or you can see, oh, they're on location or you can see, oh, this is a, you know, a model of the tower that got blown up or this is a, you know, a miniature of the the ice cap that slowly, you know, um you know, breaking away or whatever, or this is, you know, this is uh, a spaceship, but it's like, oh, we use some CG to to bump it up and make it look kind of cool, but it's also a a, a giant model, you know, as well, you know, so it's like, I I don't know, something about that is like, you know, there's still that aspect of there, some things they tried to make real, you know, so I was like, okay, you know, that kind of stuff, I think I can appreciate. I have one final question for you, Derek. Mm. How long have you been working for the cigarette smoking man? Mm? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Uh, You're supposed to say since episode one, Justin. Since episode one. Since 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 Fan Hall's episode one. Why why do you think you weren't on the call to begin with? <laughs> why do you think you could only IM us? We we have killed Derek several times, and he just keeps coming back. <laughs> fell down the stairs he took a rocket to the face but he was still alive well if there's nothing else uh derek why don't you send us off 
Yeah, so if you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can send us your angry, angry emails at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out the backlog of episodes of Fanholes Podcast, you can check those out over at fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. You can direct download all the episodes there, or we can be streamed. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And we can be found on all kinds of social media we're on tumblr twitter instagram facebook and we appreciate all the hearts shares and retweets that we receive so this is justin signing off this is derek derek wc signing off it's mike it's bringing love break its legs you know what i um Love for a woman or love for a good cigar? <laughs> Is that the love for a woman or the love of a fine Cuban cigar? <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten that that little chess prodigy telepath kid was watching like every Fox cartoon that was airing at the yeah, time. Yeah, like and Silver season, Surfer. And like stuff. Silver Surfer where yeah. it's like, Surfer, you must come for Galactus says. And I was like, oh, he's watching Silver Surfer. Dude, like, dude, like when that, that that's, you know, I don't remember what fucking theater I saw this in, this X-Files movie in. But man, I remember those billboards for Silver Surfer. I was so like, dude, they got giant. I mean, because when you're when you're in when you're in Los Angeles, like the billboards for for movies and shit they're fucking gigantic and like they're all over the place right at like whatever anything's coming out it's like at the bus stop it's at these giant fucking huge ass billboards all over the fucking place and i remember like anytime i was driving on the 10 one of the giant billboards would have the the fucking silver surfer thing and i'd just be so fucking excited because i'd be like oh fucking silver surfers on the fucking billboard